Quest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. This episode was produced by Cappy Productions. Big thank you and shout out to After Dark the Band. They are fantastic and you can find them on Spotify. If you loved the music in the 90s and they make you feel wholesome and happy, then you're going to love After Dark. They're such a great find. So I highly recommend going to uh, Spotify.com or whatever and looking for After Dark. They'll be the one with the trippy cover and the song Colors. Hello and welcome back to the Conquest of Bliss. I am here with Rochelle Marie Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous from the Blissful Living Show. How are you today, Rochelle? Absolutely fabulous. That is not surprising. You are such a fun person to talk to. We've talked before and it's it's so much fun. I was actually on your show, um, but you were just telling me that you are a best-selling author again. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about the newest book? Yes. So this is an anthology book that I participated in, in one of the, um, I want to say groups that I'm, I'm a platinum or advanced level member in. And it's the third volume in a three series book. So the title of the book is The Wellness Universe Guide to Complete Self-Care, 25 Tools to Achieve anything. And my chapter per se is chapter number 23. um, And it's called Your Dream Life Using Energetic Vibes to Orgasmically Manifest Success. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So when you talk about energetic vibes, is that sort of um, akin to like manifestation type stuff? It is, but it's um, in the context of how I started using it. It was just to be able to stand in my best self energetically so that I attracted good things to myself. For instance, you know how they say like attracts like. So yeah. I want, want it or positive attracts positive, but also, you know, opposites attract as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to be able to one, be the best person I could be at any given moment of time, which is always challenging, no matter what, <laughs> no, how many, no matter how many tools you have. Right. Mm-hmm. But then also I wanted to attract like minded um, people with energetic vibrations to me because you know we are all comprised of all of the energy um, within the universe when the universe was created that energy that burst of energy is comprised in every single one of us Mm -hmm. and I think we forget that in our whole body is an energetic thing you think about your heart cannot pump if there's not energy or electricity going to it right Mm -hmm. Your brain is the the storehouse, or I would say the sub the station, the mega station of all your electrical impulses that travel through your nerves, throughout your nervous system, that allows your body to do the things that we need to do. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it at that context, it's like, oh yeah, okay, I can see the energy in me, and you know, um, sometimes just uh, knowing how you're vibing in your own energy can help you just circumvent some things in your day that you necessarily don't want to deal with or have, you don't need to deal with. So um, yeah, basically your answer to your question was not just for manifestation, definitely it works, but just for overall well-being as well as um, having that mindset that keeps you balanced and in a positive state versus the opposite. 
Yeah. And, and you know what? I love that. Um, I actually, so I went, okay, this is going to sound weird, but yesterday I had a little meeting in the morning and my mother-in-law had actually asked me to go swimming sometime, you know, those ambiguous plans where like we should do mm-hmm. this thing sometime. And all of a sudden it's been hot here. Well, probably not compared to where you are, but <laughs> but, it, but it's been hot here. And I was like, you know what? I really want to go swimming. And I just out of nowhere, took the whole afternoon off and went swimming. And it was the best decision I've made in a long time. And Mm -hmm. it it was exactly what you're talking about, where it was like, I, instead of listening to the noise is what I always call it, that, that overwhelming stuff that comes into our head. I was like, you know what? I just, I just want to do something for me. And it was really, really, really cool. And I like that you're talking about how it's not just manifestation because people Mm -hmm. People talk about manifestation like it's like like one of the things that's difficult about manifestation is that manifestation is really about getting something, not getting somewhere most of right. the time. Right. right. And and so I really, I really enjoy that. And I also like that that you're, you know, you're talking about the the energy and it made me think of um, have you ever heard that term like we're all just stardust? Yes. You know, and, and like just thinking about how we're made of the same components of the rest of the universe. So, um, so what kind of started you on this journey of, of realization? You know, I imagine that you weren't always the queen of feeling fabulous. It, it sounds like you <laughs> came to that. So, um, yes, I, uh, I have, a, I've had an interesting uh, journey with regards to, I'm the only girl in my entire family. So my dad's side and my mom's side, I'm the only granddaughter. So So (laughs) surrounded by a lot of male energy, right? And I was very tomboyish, but also very very girly. I had 97 Barbie dolls, but I also (laughs) would go out and play football, tag, you know, Mm -hmm. baseball, ride bikes, dirt bikes, whatever it was, right? You know, because if I didn't do that, I'd been playing by myself a lot. Right. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's not that's not healthy. It, at least when I was growing up, we played outside. So, you know. So anyway, so but also with regards to that, I um, actually had a 17-year journey with my health and well-being not being I wasn't healthy. And it was all stress induced. I had something ha- I had a series of things that happened to me that were so stressful for me at that time period mm-hmm. that it led to my body manifesting an illness that went undiagnosed for 17 years by numerous doctors, but definitely ready to prescribe medication. Um, But during that journey, I learned certain things um, or would try certain things. I'd read certain things. I was an avid reader and I subscribed to the newspaper at the age of eight. My parents. Right. But I always and to this day, still like reading the newspaper, having it in my hands. So I would read things and I would say, oh, let me try that. Maybe that'll help me feel better. And over the course of the 17 years, I was doing a lot of things. Like by the age of 13, I stopped eating fast food. I didn't, I, and, I had, and I don't eat fast food today. I was always trying to find something that was going to make me feel better. Now, I was a type A personality. <laughs> I was I'm a, a perfectionist because, you know, I, you, secretly competitive, right? Secretly <laughs> competitive and um, very smart. I was a very smart girl. I just didn't, didn't realize that until decades later. But I was very, very smart and very intuitive and connected. So... All of these things led me to 17 years later, discovering, getting the download from God as to when I was meditating as the, to things that I was doing already in my life. But in a sequential sequence, 
to make me feel better. And I'm like, what the heck? I'll try anything at this point. <laughs> yeah. so, and I thought it was imagine. You know how you think? I'm imagining this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Long story short, followed the steps. I was healed completely in nine months after suffering for 17 years. And by that time, I was already a registered nurse and had figured out what my diagnosis was, but hadn't figured out the cure until this download. This download gave me the information I needed to keep my body, mind, spirit, and emotional well-being, as well as my vibrational energy in balance and in a state of bliss. And so (laughs) that's how my journey began. And those principles I discovered that I was utilizing during that nine month period, um, that during that nine month period fell into the line of a discipline that originated in um, India about 35 to 5,000 years ago called Ayurveda. Okay. Ayurveda became, um, it's a holistic medical modality, all natural, utilizes herbs and other remedies naturally to heal the body. And what the premise is, is, Your mind, body, spirit needs to be in complete balance. Otherwise, you have a gateway, an opening for illness and disease to come in to manifest into your life. And also additional challenges, life challenges. If you're not in the right mind, you're not going to have the right life, right experience in life. You're going to attract have experienced more challenges. So who wants to do, who wants to be having challenges and all that? Life (laughs) is already difficult, right? So, um, Long story short, with my businesses, I have incorporated these principles and doctrines and just modalities. I went and got um, a master's degree in the study of Ayurveda and realized that I was incorporating all the principles into my life, into the way I ran my business. Um, I needed a little work. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't (laughs) perfect. But um, it allowed me to have some course corrections within myself so that I could be my best self for others. And in every aspect of what I do, operate my business with integrity, honesty, compassion, drive, determination, being fierce, fearless, and unstoppable, you know, serving those that I'm meant to serve in that same capacity and giving in that capacity as well. I'm a giver. I have a problem of <laughs> having a real easy time to give, hard sometimes to receive, right? And so mm. I'm giving in that capacity of gifts and just bringing as much love to the world as possible, um, along with helping people to have healing and wellness and have a right mindset with wisdom and then, you know, have that wealth so that they feel wealthy, whatever they, whatever their definition of wealth is, that way they can step into living their dream life and be in that state of bliss, which is what we are here to really do. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And that was, that was so much information. So I'm going to try and ask the, the questions <laughs> chronologically, Sorry. but we'll see. Girl, you need to just tell me to stop. So hold up, wait. <laughs> no, 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 I loved it. I was listening intently. And then every time, because I keep listening. And so I'd forget the previous question that I had. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Oh, it's, it's all good. It's so much fun. Um, one thing that stuck out to me, actually, which which is the only thing that I'm remembering right now, is is you were talking about integrity um, very, very briefly. But I, mm-hmm. I think it stuck out because I've, I've heard that word so much lately mm-hmm. like just just randomly like it's just kind of coming and I always believe in paying attention when you when you repeatedly hear something and I guess what one of the questions that I have is what does integrity mean to you like what does that word 
actually mean to you? Because like, I think the, the interesting thing is I keep hearing it in different contexts. And every time I hear it, I feel like maybe it means something slightly different to the people that I'm hearing it to from. Right. So I'm right. just curious what, uh, when you say integrity, what, what does that mean to you? So to me, integrity means being a person of your word, particularly as I grew up, um, I was taught that you were only as good as your word. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, as a kid, I'm, I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you hear it over and over. And as you grow up, some of the terms we hear that we you know, have been hearing since we're kids, they start to make sense. Mm-hmm. And so when I, um, I don't know, maybe when I was like in elementary school, fifth grade, mm-hmm. for instance, integrity, we used to play this game called kickball, mm-hmm. right? Us too. <laughs> and um, sometimes people would try to be misingenuous, so to speak, with the scoring or if a ball was out of bounds or whatever. Or even if we play, like, we played another game called hand soccer. And I just like, people would lie to win the game. And I just didn't, that wasn't in me. So to me, when I was growing, you know, young, I saw that as not being, not having integrity, right? Mm -hmm. Not having integrity. Totally. As I grew in business, I mean, as I grew, you know, as I got older and stuff, um, it began to fall more in the context more with regards to me and how I carry myself. Mm -hmm. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I cannot do it, I'm going to let you know I cannot do it. That's acting in integrity. That's not saying I can do something on darn well, I can't do it, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're depending on me to do whatever it is. And I knew from the get-go I couldn't do it, but I tell you I could, and then I let you down, right? Yeah, that totally makes sense. No ill will or no misfeelings about that. That's not operating in integrity. If you um, if you make a promise, keep that promise. Totally, that's, it's as simple as that. And that's whether it's in relationships, business, with yourself, with your health and well being. Keep that promise because every time you don't keep that promise, you feel disingenuous, and that affects how much you feel or how how you feel about the integrity within yourself it starts to dim your own say integral fire so to speak mm-hmm. you may not realize it you may not know but the next time you're you come across something that you may need to be have some integrity and it might be a little bit more easier for you not to have that integrity mm-hmm. so, yeah so it's just being good and genuine with yourself and others that totally makes sense. And and I mean, that's pretty, uh, actually pretty in line with, with my definition of integrity. And I'm, I'm always curious why these things come into our awareness, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I guess like, as you were talking, one of the things that, because I was thinking too, you know, promises to yourself and promises to others, almost exactly what you said, which is, which is right. wild. <laughs> and well, being uh, honest, you know, you have to be honest. I mean, like I said, if you can't do it, you can't do it. It's okay. People respect that. But when you say you can and you don't and you knew you couldn't, people begin not to respect that and you. And who wants to go through life not being respected for something so trivial that you could have just circumvented by saying you couldn't do it? 
Yes, yes, that's so true. And 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 then I mean I know that it gets complicated as as do all important concepts. Um when you know you you don't realize you can't do something or you make a promise to two people at once uh-huh. and don't realize that you've double booked or you know just different different right. things that get it complicated and 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 we don't have to stay there. I just thought that was really interesting. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but, and then, you know, if you, and, and here's the other thing things happen, mistakes happen, like the double, girl, I am guilty of having some <laughs> double book, you know. But when I, as soon as you recognize that, just reach out, you know, just, just reach out. You know what I'm saying? It, I yeah. mean, text, phone, email, something. That way you, you, you know, you've made, an, um, you've taken some, some, action towards letting that person know and they'll still respect that but if you don't show up that's to me that's disrespectful I couldn't agree more I couldn't agree anymore (laughs) Um, (laughs) no no don't shut up don't shut up please don't Um, (laughs) I love hearing you talk um the uh no that's that's just such a cool concept and I think sort of you're touching on the idea of like the spirit of the conversation versus the technicality I think integrity does kind of play on that concept a lot. Um, for example, like, you know, you're talking about like the the people in kickball cheating. So I also experienced that. And, <laughs> and, and I think one of the things that made me craziest in those years, in the elementary years, is when people would very clearly flout the spirit of the rules or the spirit of the, the game, but on a technicality go, yeah, but see, it's technically okay. The rules say that I'm technically allowed to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's almost where honesty and integrity diverge, right? Is that they're being honest still, but they're not, they're not displaying integrity. Right. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so you were saying that you were ill for 17 years. Were you ill as a child? Is that what you were saying? I started um, at eight, the age of eight. Oh my goodness. That is, that is very, very tough to deal with. And I'm, I'm it is. I'm so it is. grateful it, you learned. Yeah, it, it was very tough and I kept it to myself. The only thing, um, because I was eight. I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know it was affecting me this way. I just know it wasn't. A, and to be honest, it really wasn't until maybe 30 plus years later that I was able to really put it to, I had some kind of inkling, but then when I I, again, meditating was able to really identify each factor, and because I'm a, I, you know, I'm, I'm a nurse, I, yeah. you know, I have that background as well. Um, it just all just centered, and I'm intuitive when it comes to health and well-being, anyway. So it just was like, oh wow, that was it. That was it. Yeah. And one thing, one thing I'm super curious about, <clears throat> reflecting on uh, on what you'd said before is you said that you you learned these Ayurvedic Ar- Ar- principles. Wow, that's so hard for me to say. I'm seeing it spelt in my name, in my head, and I think that's why I can't pronounce it. Ayurvedic <laughs> principles. And then later discovered that, um, that connection. So I'm very curious how you discovered that connection because you said you started studying it. So did you study it and then discover it? Or did someone like highlight it to you as you were talking? I'm very curious about that. No. So this, and here's the thing, the time from when I discovered <clears throat> um, that what I was doing have, and had been doing for quite a long time was really Ayurveda was probably 
maybe 10 years after I had been healed. That's fascinating. So, so yeah. what, what brought that to your attention? Okay, so um, in the context, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take you way back on a journey to the okay. 1980s. No, <laughs> but, um, in the context of when I discovered, you know, when I had the healing transformation, um, I was 25 years old. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I, like I said, I was a nurse, and um, quite frankly, what I had, and I have no problem sharing this, was um, I had a bleeding ulcer. Oh, okay. 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 So at this point at age 25, I had now had a bleeding ulcer that probably just started as a ulcer um, due to stress. Stress is the number one silent killer we have in the mm-hmm. world. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, I continued to read, I continued to educate myself when it came to my, you know, my profession and really honing in on health and well-being. Um, I got all the certifications I could possibly get. And I was taking, I needed to take a continuing education class to renew my license. And there was this class that I could take to get the credit, uh, partial credit, which was um, introduction to holistic medicine. And it had some, you know, Chinese traditional medicine and Ayurveda. When I took that class and some of the stuff that was shared during this class is, you know, weekend class Mm -hmm. um, is when I realized, oh, my God, the light bulb went off. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. That's I was like, oh, my God, I've been doing this forever. Like since I was like, you know, 13, 14 years old, some, you know, some of these things and didn't know what it was. And then I, you know, figured out what my body type was and and why certain things didn't work and and why um, my stress related digestive challenge became an ulcer and a bleeding ulcer and what needed to be done. It was like I had like the light had shined down on me and I had, you know, I went from just a bright person to a super bright person, just full (laughs) of this wisdom and, and was just bursting with like, you know, like the popcorn, do you know how popcorn when it pops is just bursting (laughs) like that? I mean, it was just amazing. But it was, yeah, it was, I was 35 and I was really like just blown away. And then that just, the game changed for everything. Um, Because even the stuff that I was doing in my business, like, you know, I was a, I would, you know, I was a nurse, don't get me wrong, but I also am an electrical engineer and I had to have a telecommunications um, installation company at that, at that time and and still do. And so even the stuff that I, I did within the, the way I did my business, again, falling back on integrity, that is so, that is so heart to my heart. I'm so glad you mentioned that. That is so to my heart. Um, and dealing in big business with lo- very large corporations in that, in, in that aspect, you know, that is when I realized that the principles I had learned holistically and naturally and through Ayurveda and how I somehow was already inborn in me and how I operated my business and my life um, was very important in me having that integrity and being known as a woman in business with a company that has integral integrity and professionalism as well as quality for their customers. So it was it was just amazing because I realized those principles I was using in my business and in my life and relationships and stuff and things were just you know, humming along just really nicely, more in a state of bliss than not. And so, um, yeah, it's just been an amazing, amazing experience. That's fantastic. That's so fantastic. I, uh, I, 
I really love how you're talking about, I I think the word I want to use is integration. It's funny how INTA is really the theme of this. Um, (laughs) Um, and, and integrating the, the different concepts into different parts of your life. Now you mentioned meditation earlier and I'm always fascinated by med- I meditate myself. Um, and, and I know a lot of people who do. And one thing that I like to ask people, although not usually on the show, I think I usually just ask people this in person. So maybe, maybe people <laughs> are like, this is new, but my, uh, the thing I like to ask people about is what does meditation look like for you? Because it's always interesting how many different ways there are to meditate. So um, I started meditating um, when I was 10. And here's the thing. I uh, was running, I ran track and field as a kid. I was recruited by some coach, saw me running and thought I would be good at it. So I ran (laughs) from the age of 10 through college. And I ran the 400 meters, which is once around the track, and then the 200 meters. And um, I would be out there practicing. And my coach was really like, I want to say it was a new age when it came to that (laughs) kind of stuff. But he was a, a former Olympian athlete. And so he would just share stuff like meditation and imagination and visualize yourself winning, you know, just stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like in the sixth grade, like, okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> but but um, I did some of the stuff. And then there was another athlete who's, who was out there training where I tr- was running, where we had practice and stuff, who was a very famous athlete and um, is a Olympic gold medal decathlon athlete. He was wow. out there. And, uh, and he came and talked to, he always talked to me and cheered me up because I was just having a, you know, struggle with this race. I absolutely hated it at first, um, because it was so hard. Long story short, he also mentioned the word like meditate, you know, just, you know, do some, you know, and I'm like, okay, that's, you know, so I'm like, again, 10, like, all right, whatever. But that's (laughs) when it started for me. And then, um, I just started doing it all the time, like, you know, sitting around. And, and my thing um, was I would sit quietly and find a quiet spot because remember, I'm full of fire. I'm <laughs> full of fire. So I needed to meditate to keep the volcano from erupting all the time. It still erupted, <laughs> but, you know, I needed to meditate because it kept the fire somewhat cooler and in balance. And um, as I, you know, progressed and so on, so on and so forth. I ended up becoming a certified meditation specialist because meditation had worked and had done so many wonders in my life. And these are things I had would share meditations with my patients that I had in the emergency room when I worked. They're doing emergency room trauma nursing at night back in the day. I would do meditations with people that were having heart attacks and they would, I could see their, um, their, their rhythm, their heart, cardiac rhythms change, um, heart rates slow down. Um, and these people were receptive to this because I would do it in such a way that it was just quick and easy, but they would, they would get benefits from it. And so I realized that, you know, that was, that was what was happening within me. And when I meditate, it's just, I just feel so at peace and so connected and it's always a different experience. And I, and so there are different meditations. There's, you know, the one where you can focus on your breathing and sit quietly. Um, there's, guided meditations that you can listen to that they're all a ton of apps um there's meditations where you um chant a mantra there's meditations that um are you know visualization meditations imagination guided imagination meditations 
Um, there's walking meditations, there's laughing meditations. (laughs) So there's a ton of different meditations. And the other thing is people need to know is you don't need an hour. You don't need 30 minutes. If all you have is two minutes, you can do a meditation. A simple thing you can do is just focus on your breathing. When you focus on your breath, and pay attention, it can tell you the state of what is going on within you at that given moment in time. Because if you're breathing heavy and deep, you probably might be very relaxed. If you find yourself breathing short and not very deep or just really rapid, you might be a little stressed, you know, (laughs) a little anxious, you know, all kinds of things. So it's, that's one of the simplest things. And it will help to ground some of that frenetic energy that might be going inside on inside you. um, So that when you say that next few words, they come out right. You know, you can use it during a meeting, negotiation. It works. I'm telling you guys, and it's very simple. So, um, and you know, we're all about bliss here. So of course it leads you into a more positive state of bliss or closer to the state of bliss that you truly desire to be in. And deserve to be in. I, yeah. uh, I really like the, you were so thorough and I loved that because that's, that's exactly what I was talking about is there's so many different kinds. And mm-hmm. I really especially love that you mentioned the two minutes thing. Cause one of the things that I do often, cause as you and, and my listeners mostly know, is I have a lot of health issues, right? Um, right. And one of the meditations that I do frequently that isn't, I don't even know if it's two minutes, it's so fast is I do the body scan meditation where mm-hmm. I just go through and I can be standing, like stop doing dishes for half a second to do it, whatever. If I notice that I'm uncomfortable and I don't know where or why, which happens a lot, I think, to a lot of people is suddenly my arm hurts or suddenly this hurts. And so you just kind of close your eyes and you sort of mentally scan your body and just check in with it. And what's cool is even if there's nothing wrong, you just get used to your body having permission to communicate with you more clearly and directly. Right. Because your body doesn't, you know, like your your body is. It doesn't lie. It does not lie for sure. It tells you it's it gives us information all the time. The problem is we don't take the time to pay attention to it because we blow it off thinking it's nothing like what you're saying with the body scan. So, yes. And yeah, and it's interesting to me. Like I always I always think of our bodies like computers. Um, To me, it's a very tangible um, comparison. And, And I know that it's not a perfect comparison, but I always think of it like, you know, computers constantly have tons of information. And really, when you want a computer to work the way that you want it to work, you sort of need to put the correct algorithms in or like request the information from it or else it's just going to keep doing its thing and running, right? So by touching base and checking in, you're sort of, it's sort of like putting a command into the computer to tell you what's going on. And it's, it's a computer, you know, same, like in this way, it really is like a computer. It doesn't lie. Like you said, it's just giving you the data that you're asking for. Yes, it is a mega computer. It is the the world's most brilliant computer. And they they try to replicate it and they're trying to duplicate it now with artificial intelligence. And they're doing a pretty doggone good job. But, you know, and here's the thing, a beautiful thing. Everybody has their own unique computer. So we're all computers, yes, but we all have a uniqueness about our mm-hmm. Our computer system. So that's why when, you know, girlfriend Kelly does a diet and girlfriend Diane does the same diet and they get two different results. That's why, you know, so 
Um, it's it's a be or you know just just you know handling different situations in life. It's a beautiful thing. So yes, we need to listen, and we also need to know that what we put in and our interpretations, our perceptions of things, is what um, comes out of our computer system as well. Exactly, exactly. The data that we put in is the data that it has. And I think a lot of people miss that that piece is that like the the amount of data that like information that we're taking in at any given time is way more than even our incredible bodies know what to do with it, and more than our, our cognitive minds know how to handle. So it filters it, which is a good thing, you know, like that's good. Otherwise we'd be overwhelmed all the time. But yes. the thing people miss is that we actually have some semblance, semblance of control over what it's filtering in and out, which sort of plays into that vibes, that energetic vibes and that manifestation idea is that if you if you tell your body or your brain, sorry, to look for high, high vibe people, people who are, you know, energetically aligned with you or or just, you know, in whatever way aligned with you, then you'll find those people. But if you're telling your brain regularly that you are only that only people with the lower vibrations or whatever, however you want to phrase it, are available to you. That's the only people you're going to see. That's the people you're going exactly. to find. Exactly, exactly, and that's why I think it's so important for people to understand just starting at the basics with regards to tapping in and learning about your own energetic vibrations. Um, and you can do it's something you can do before you even get out of bed. You know exactly. You know how you, some days you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, as the term goes. Mm-hmm. That means your energetic vibrations within. You're waking up. How come? How is that absolutely imaginably possible? Right? You just woke <laughs> up. How come you waking up on the wrong side of the bed already grouchy, upset, moody, <laughs> irritable? Right? But being able to tap into that and you being able to like, you know, recognize it and be aware of it. You can you have the power to change it. It's when you ignore it and and don't be conscious of it, or try not to be conscious of it, or say, "Oh, it's just something else that's just irritating you even more." Then um, that's when you fall into a state of imbalance, so to speak, and not able to always make the right decisions, judgment, or have that right mindset um, to succeed in your day in a blissful state. So. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, yeah, I agree so, so much. And it's so funny how people try to ignore when they wake up grumpy. Um, yeah. or at least I shouldn't say people. I certainly <laughs> have struggled <laughs> with, with trying, you know, struggling when I wake up grumpy, but then on the other hand, when I wake up like yesterday in the best mood I've been in, in a really long time and just like life is good. It's like, you know, to that I'll hold on to, but I mean, the negative, oh, okay, this could, this could get really long, but the negative, <laughs> the negative is just as valuable as the positive. It teaches us, it, it, it's, there's a lot of information and in negativity. Oh yeah. So here's the thing, like, you know, it seems like we're talking about, oh, la, 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 positive and happy and joyful and peaceful and loving and blah, 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 blah. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And we are too, true. Be but the other aspect is we have to recognize the, the not so good, the not so positive, the, the negative energy, because in everything, there's the law of balance. There's the positive and the negative. And without the negative, you can never appreciate how good the positive is. And without the positive, you can never appreciate how good the negative is. So even though something may occur negatively in your day, um, it's not it's not by accident it was a lesson for you that you needed to learn at that moment in time during that 
you know, day, whatever. And it's just a moment in time, but it was a lesson you needed to learn um, so that you can go forth in a positive manner. Mm -hmm. The next time this situation might present itself to you. And if you don't pay attention to that negative message, guess what? Or that negative experience or by, you know, whatever it is, if you don't pay attention, it's just going to keep coming back on your path until you do pay attention and you get the lesson and then you can proceed forward. Yes, so much. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I just agree so much with everything you just said. Um, so before we before we move on to our super fun game, um, can you please tell people where they can find you? Because I have a feeling that people are going to be very interested in finding more from you. So people can find me just about everywhere, but I will direct you to um, two locations. First of all, of course, on social media, Rochelle Lawson. Um, I'm all over Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Um, also, you can go to my website at Blissful Living, the number four in the letter U.com. You can connect with me there as well. Um, my podcast, you can listen to episodes. Just go to my website and um click on podcast and you'll be able to listen to episodes and download episodes of my podcast and you can hear Kara as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the other thing is um, the Unstoppable Woman Summit, which are for fierce, fearless and unstoppable women. And my whole premise is to bring and unite as women around the world in a collective, collaborative uh, supportive, strengthening, empowering, motivating, inspiring, and killing the game manner um, so that we can help each other to step into our true glory, elevate all of our purposes so that we can be the change agents for a better way of living throughout the world for everyone and not just women. So um, that is the Unstoppable Woman Summit at Un- you know, www-unstoppable-womens-summit.com um, and uh, might be coming to a city near you. And that's where you can find me. <laughs> that's fantastic. And also don't forget the book with a really long name that I can't remember. Um, it's called the, oh gosh. Uh, yeah, you want me to, it's called the, um, it's called <laughs> the Wellness Universe. Yes. Um, Guide to Complete Self-Care, 25 Tools to Achieve Anything. And you can get it on Amazon right now. It is a bestseller and has probably maybe over 40 book reviews. So check yeah. it out. My chapter is number 23, Your Dream Life Using Energetic Vibes to Orgasmically Manifest Success. And that is fantastic. And I look forward to, if anyone wants to give feedback, I look forward to that because I just, I'm so excited. Um, Okay. (laughs) Are you ready for a game? (laughs) I'm ready. All right. So you are going to be guessing 1920s slang. Um, This is a list that I didn't write. So if you're from the 1920s, which I doubt because you'd be over 100 (laughs) um, (laughs) and I get it wrong. Please, please know that it was the internet. <laughs> well, you know, actually, I was, I was, I was in, I was born in the areas of the 1920s, and because I used all these holistic principles, um, you know, I, I'm ageless, so to speak. <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> like a it sure does. Like 40 or something. <laughs> all right, all right. So, what does it mean when someone says "bald up"? Bald up. Uh, I have no idea. 
I think so it means confused or messed up. So I think it's like feeling some kind of way. I'm all balled up inside. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I think most of these I've heard of, but you know, it's okay. Um, what does it mean to say that someone or something is the bee's knees? The bee's knees. The bees. I don't know. It is an extraordinary person, or it's like the cat's pajamas. Like that's maybe that's not a saying. <laughs> um, that you've heard either. Uh, but it's like an extraordinary ultimate thing. Like like I just had some vanilla bean ice cream. That was the bee's knees. Oh, okay. So like the bomb. Yeah. Yes. See, oh, I couldn't okay. think of any modern <laughs> slang to describe it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do three more. Um, what does it mean to say ducky? Ducky. Um, oh, uh, I, I remember that from um, the um, um, Cary Grant movies I used to watch. Very good. Something it, good. Really like, ex- yes. Exactly. It literally says very good. So oh. you got 100% on that one. Um, okay, so what does oh, uh, hoofer mean? Hoofer. Hoofer. I don't know how to pronounce it. H-O-O-F-E-R. Hoofer? Hoofer? Hoofer. Hoofer. Um, huh. Hoofer. What does hoofer? What? I, for some reason, I've got like heifer in my head. <laughs> uh, but that's not. not um, um, let me see. It's probably something with entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, I'm just going to take a stab at it and say, you know, in those movies back in the day in that entertainment industry, they would have these um, contract players or basically employees that just did all kinds of stuff throughout all the different movies, right? Dancers, singers, um, the chorus girls, the barlesque dancers. So I'm going to say it's something around chorus girl, barlesque dancer, uh, you, uh, contract player in the movie industry. I so don't it know. specifically means dancer, but I'm going to give that to you because you said dancer okay. like three times. Okay. So I think dancer works. Okay, Yay. so <laughs> <laughs> last but maybe least, who knows, um, will be, what is a joint? Now or then? <laughs> <laughs> then, then. Now we all know um, what it means. <laughs> like, like, a, uh, like a bar or like a speakeasy or a uh, Yes, that, that's right. exactly correct. It's a okay. club, usually sells yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Exactly. So you did really good. Um, I always, I'm always impressed because I feel like if I were on the other side, I would do really poorly. Um, so I'm always impressed by people's people's guesses. Um, that's cool. See, I mean, that's my that's one of my favorite eras. So it, <clears throat> yeah, I I oh, I really like the 20s too. I really like the flapper yeah. style. I think it's yes, very cute. I probably was back in the day. You know, past life, I was probably was a flapper girl or something. I just love that style. I love the dress, the music, the spitfire, the women, you know. Yes. I don't know when. Yeah, it was just, yeah. So, um, so before we before we close out, is there anything that you wanted to add? No, it's been a fabulous experience being a guest on your show. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've enjoyed our conversation And uh, yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And I always enjoy talking to you, Rochelle. You're just, 
you know, the queen of feeling fabulous. So it's oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Like I'm getting all like, giddy <laughs> inside. Thank you so much. My heart chakra is just beaming with energy. So it's green and I'm going to send it to you because green is the energy of healing. And so I know your challenges with your, you know, with your, with your well-being. So today you're just going to feel phenomenally. And when you see the color green, I want you to think of the loving healing energy I'm sending from my heart to yours. I absolutely will. Actually, I've got goosebumps. Um, and, and interestingly enough, over the course of this conversation, my headache has faded away. So Yay! that is fantastic. And so thank you so much, Rochelle. And to my audience, I love you. Bye. 